It's time to take an in-depth look at the gridiron. Now joining us, Pro Football Focus's lead NFL analyst, Sam Monson. Here's a guy that has a deep understanding on In The Zone. Well, I'm excited to talk about some Week 12 action delivered in a big-time way. Much to discuss there. Here to help us break it all down, Sam Monson, our NFL guru from Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. Sam, how was your holiday weekend? Good. How about you guys? Uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. We had several days off, so still sh- kind of shaking off the cobwebs, but I watched uh, more sports than I can possibly even fathom. I was saying this on the show yesterday that I... Or I actually, I which I should say, I've been saying this the last month, and you and I talk about it a lot. I, I was going to give Trevor Lawrence until Thanksgiving to show me something, or else I was just going to give up on him forever, which might be hasty, but that's where I was at, talking about him day to day. And boy, did he ever deliver. What did you think of Trevor Lawrence's performance on Sunday against the Ravens and that two-minute drill at the end of the game? Well, maybe that was the key. He just needed you to give up on him. That's what I that thought, too. Off his shoulders. I'm glad then, you said then it. He yeah. could really, then he could really show what he could do. Um, no, I, look, that this has a chance to be the moment, right? The thing that sparks Trevor Lawrence. Like, that was the first time, I think, really, that he looked like the player we expected him to at the NFL level. That he looked like a guy that had a billing coming out as the next John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, however far back you want to go, this was the first time where you watched him play and you went, okay, that makes sense now. That, you know, that, that looked like that type of player. And it was against a legitimate team in a legitimate situation and kind of broke a precedent of the Jags of coming out of the, the fire in those situations. They've been on some crazy run of like 180 straight games of never being able to pull off a, a win, having been trailing by, you know, a touchdown in the final minute, all those kinds of things. And Trevor Lawrence ends up getting it done at that critical moment. So, yeah, look, it's one game. It's one drive, really. But it has a chance to be the thing that, that transforms um, his outlook going forward. It showed that that at least is there. That ability exists. Yeah, he made some beautiful throws. I saw the exact same thing, and so that is uh, it's encouraging. It, do, it does feel like one of those sort of transformational games. Now, the Ravens on the other end are they're racking up the yards. I think analytically they rank pretty high. They appear to be a good team, but they have blown some pretty big leads this year. The Giants, uh, the Dolphins, the Jags. And that used to be something that they excelled in. Uh, winning late games for the Baltimore Ravens. What's gone wrong here where this team just can't really close out the way that they used to? It's crazy. The, the, the giant leads that that team has blown this season are remarkable. Like They're setting historical records of collapses, really. And you know, a lot of times when you see a team that's consistently failing in a certain way and in certain sort of improbable ways, it speaks to you know, poor coaching or a lack of preparation, all the things that we typically associate the Ravens being really good at. So it's difficult to pinpoint, you know, what's gone wrong because there's no sort of obvious area where you're like, well, that's that's just a major weakness of this team and it's showing up at the worst possible moments and it's causing them to blow these leads. I really think it's one of the most unexplained things that's happening this season. Baltimore just time after time blowing these giant leads and collapsing to teams that they should have beaten at that point in the game. 
We're talking to Sam Monson from PFF.com. All the Week 12 action. Also looking ahead at Week 13. The Dolphins won a uh, won big against the Texans. I can't call it a big game, but they definitely won big. It was pretty decisive. First two quarters, they kind of got the job done. No surprise there. Really interesting matchup coming up this Sunday, though. What piques your interest when you look at Dolphins versus 49ers, two of the best teams playing at their best at this exact moment? I think the Miami Dolphins have to figure out what the deal is with Teron Armstead and whether he's healthy or not, because that that's absolutely transformational for this team. Teron Armstead is one of the best left tackles in the league. He's had a huge impact on that offensive line when he's been healthy. But one of the things about Teron Armstead throughout his career is he's always banged up. And I, I don't know if he's made it through a 16-game season once in his entire career, so when you sign a guy like Armstead, you almost have to bake into the idea that you're going to miss him for a couple of games. And uh, He's already been out of the lineup once before. He went down in that game uh, against the Texans. And all of a sudden, you might be staring down the barrel of a game against Nick Bosa without Teron Armstead. And it isn't just that missing him is a, a, massive, uh, a massive loss and something that changes the team, but potentially it involves Brandon Shell going to left tackle where he... I mean, really isn't viable. Brandon Shell is just not a, uh, an NFL starting left tackle. And if, if he has to play there in place of Teron Armstead, I mean, that can change the outcome of this game on its own. Interesting. Yeah, Nick Bosa is playing out of his mind right now, too. So that's uh, that not a good sign if he's not able to play. In terms of the Bucks, it felt like they figured something out in Germany with that win over Seattle. Then they had a bye week to kind of settle in and let that marinate. And yet, here we are, same old problems rearing their ugly head in Cleveland as they lose an overtime game against Jacoby Brissett. Is it fair to start questioning Todd Bowles? They had some they had some really questionable time management at the end of the game, and it just doesn't seem like they just still have no fluidity to them. I thought they got over this, but apparently they didn't. Yeah, I think it's definitely fair to question the coaching overall, not necessarily Todd Bowles um, on his own, but... Um, the offensive coordinator, the play calling as well with Byron Leftwich, I think is a problem. Like the way that they've managed the clock has been problematic. The decisions to go for it or to kick, to, to punt on fourth down. When you have a guy like Tom Brady as your quarterback, it feels like he should have input in those situations. And I can't imagine a couple of times in that game that Brady would have been okay with the decisions they made. So something is breaking down there. And it's costing them games. I mean, they're not in a situation where everything is going great and they have that kind of wiggle room. They need to make sure they get those fourth down decisions right and, you know, the timeout management, those kinds of things. And if you're, you know, not allowing or enabling or leaning into the idea that Tom Brady could help with that, you know, he's been around the block. He understands how to manage these situations. He's been in them a million times. Then you really are just leaving a ton of meat on the bone and potentially costing yourself these close games. The thing I love the most about pro football focus is you guys kind of peel away the fluff uh, and, and some of the things that happen that maybe aren't as valuable as, as other moments uh, or looking at turnover-worthy plays and things like that uh, that don't show up in the box score. I say all of that to say I feel like you have a good perspective on what Mike White did against the Chicago Bears. Was that a legitimate QB1 performance? 
Or is that a mirage where players made big plays and the Bears' defense is terrible? How do you view what Mike White did on Sunday? I think his own head coach summed it up the best. Robert Sala said that Mike White made the easy stuff look easy. And, and that was the thing that Zach Wilson wasn't doing in that offense. It was that even the basic stuff, even the layups, were going in the gutter. You know, and that was the problem. So Mike White comes in, and he played well. You know, I don't want to take anything away from Mike White. He had a good performance, but it wasn't out of this world. It wasn't mind-blowing. It was just he was able to take the easy stuff, and he was able to get the ball to Garrett Wilson, who then makes a cut and runs through the entire Bears defense. You know, the, the Bears defense is not good, and it was going to be a get-right spot for whoever the Jets quarterback was this week, and they ended up going with Mike White, and I think Mike White showed that he's able to take advantage of those advantageous situations. That's still a question mark with Zach Wilson. Like, the Bears defense might have been a get-right spot for him, but there's no evidence from him this season, really, that shows he's able to even take advantage of a get-right situation. That's a good point. It would have been interesting to see what he would have looked like out there against a defense that bad. Sam Monson, you can find his work over at PFF.com, also part of the PFF NFL podcast. They do a great job, especially with those recaps at the end of Sunday's action. Thanks so much, Sam. We appreciate it. We'll catch up next week. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Good stuff from Sam Monson. Still to come, Tazi's take all queued up and ready to go. Plus, Luke Hetrick helps me grade the latest college football coaching hires. Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz back in the lineup for the Magic. We'll discuss that as well after this.